The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today to the Sasha Marina Show. I'm your host, Sasha Marina, or in this case, your co-host, because your host today is Robert Alfonso Hidalgo, uh, the creator and columnist of That's the Movie. And, uh, yeah, he speaks about everything behind the scenes Hollywood, the hottest news, the sad news, Whatever is really going on, whether it be behind the set, whether it be any stars or anything, anything going on, really, that's all, that's all I can really say. So without a further ado, I'm going to have my broski on the line. Hey, Rob, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So I'm excited for what you have to say today. Yeah, but uh, anyways, I guess the first bit that we should talk about is that um, we have a recent talented, very talented actor who has passed away uh, yesterday. If anybody's familiar with Philip Seymour Hoffman, he is also, uh, I guess like if most people remember him right now at least, from uh, The Hunger Games Catching Fire, that's where he was playing the game master for that, uh, for the sequel. And probably his most, like, you know, his most famous role is uh, when he did Capote, or Capote, whatever, how do you pronounce that? He won an Oscar for that performance. But yeah, um, he passed away yesterday, apparently, from uh, a drug overdose, is what it looks like. That's what they're reporting on. He was 46 years of age, so died too young. And um, the reasons for his drug overdose, how was he found? Was it at his house? Was it somewhere else? I'm not entirely sure. They didn't really mention that. It was in a bathroom, but he had a syringe in his hand, in his arm and stuff. Uh, and he had been battle, battling the addiction like, throughout his life and stuff. He had he, he had apparently checked himself into rehab in 2012 for like 10 days, and he relapsed again in May 2013. Wow, man, that's harsh. What about, what yeah. did he have any immediate family such as wife and kids? I don't know about wife and kids, but he had a family, yeah, of course. Wow. Well, then, I mean, this is this is not new. I just, I wish there was some other kind of help for the pressure that these celebrities face. Like, there has to be some sort of help out there because obviously rehab doesn't do anything, and I feel like it's more like it's just taking well, it everybody's did, it money. Did, it did help him, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, he was a. Uh... He was he was he was not he was not uh what's it called he was not he was not using it for like almost a whole year. He mm-hmm. started he went into rehab in 2012, but he relapsed in May. You know anything can cause that. I mean it's not only rehab that can do it. You need you got to have people helping you too, family, anybody mm-hmm. else. So I guess it's hard. Yeah, I feel. I mean I don't I don't know how the exact exact uh, procedures of rehab works. Like you said. Like, once you're in rehab, everybody that's in there is in the same situations as you are. But once you step out to the real world again, after being in there for two weeks or a month or two months, 
whatever your treatment needs are, like you go back out to reality and there has to be something that, that, that you keep up with, you know, that keeps you on that line, like whether it be a therapist or, you know, your family helping you out and doing new activities that keep your mind off that need, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know. I mean, we wouldn't we wouldn't know how that that rehab. But I feel like this is just something so common, and it's just it's, it's very tragic because the people that end up suffering are really the ones that stay here because he's gone, and that's it. <laughs> Unless he reincarnates yeah. with somebody else, he's he's gone. Um, you know, and whether his fans are gonna miss him, you know, Hollywood's gonna miss him, his family, of course. I mean, so that's that. I just wish yeah. it was really some real help for these people. Okay, so aside from that, well, note, you know, my yeah. If anybody was just uh, wondering, if anybody just was wondering because about the Hunger Games, um, well, the, the the sequel, two sequels for part one, they had already finished filming principal photography, so they got that. But for the second part of that movie, they weren't able to get, you know, because they passed away. They were still filming it, so. I'm assuming that there's going to be a recast of some sort, but I don't know. Philip Seymour Hoffman has always been able to be one of those actors who can play the bad guy so good that he's made me hate his other his like anytime he's on screen, I'm like I gotta hate that guy because he plays like the best bad guys. And when he was in the Hunger Games, he did the per- he was like the perfect actor to choose to balance that line where it was he was a bad guy, and then boom, plot twist. So uh, we lost I a great actor. I haven't seen a role that he's done yet that I haven't liked. Like you said, the only thing that he's just one of those actors that he plays the bad guy, and you're like, shit, like wow, like you just have that, like you feel no sincerity for him whatsoever throughout the film. But um, yeah. I mean, that's what he was good at, and I mean, I, I hope that I I haven't seen any of the Hunger Games, so I'm not really familiar with what you're talking about in his role. But I feel that um. There might be somebody out there that can take his place. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But anyways, let's move on now. On that note. Um, so let's go on to some uh Hitman news. The Hitman video game franchise. Uh had a movie in two thousand seven. It didn't do so well because it was a pretty bad movie. It had nothing to do with Hitman. And now there's a reboot going on, and it's being t- and it's titled Agent Forty Seven, which is well the name of Hit- which is Hitman's like I guess name that he would have. He doesn't really have a name because there's a real complicated origin story, but whatever. He's uh, there's been some casting news now. Uh, Zachary Quinto from Star Trek, who plays Spock in Heroes, he plays Siler. He's um, he's been casted in in the movie. He's not playing Agent Forty Seven, but he's having a role in the movie. The actor who's going to play Agent 47 is Rupert Friend, or Friend, uh, probably Friend, it's more likely. He's uh, from Homeland, the TV show. So there you have okay. it. Zachary Quinto is now in the Hitman reboot. And do you like that? Because I know you're a fan of Hitman. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, Hitman is just a pretty straightforward thing. He's a, He's like a master assassin. That's it. And there's occasionally some sort of drama going on in the games, but he's mm-hmm. just a master assassin. That's all it is. That's all you need to do. Don't do don't do any like the crap they did in the other movie. You need to make it a straightforward badass 
hitman stuff, you know? Yeah, but he has to be cold. He has to have that coldness come through He's his face just like the other guy. <laughs> He's yeah, just like robot. the other guy. Like the other guy was just, I mean, besides the hair and makeup and the baldness and the suit, I mean, the dude, like, he just projected cold through his, through his eyes, like, so. Yeah, like occasionally, um, I mean, in the newest video game that from Hitman, he's, you know, he's not entirely a robot, but he still is, you know, this is what he has to be, but I don't know. They just, the last movie wasn't all that great. Well, you know what, too, because Hollywood insists on make, having a love interest in films that don't need it. And I, yeah. I feel like that, too, kind of kind of took away from the whole point of the movie. Like, he's a hitman. He has no love life. So why throw a girl in there? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. All right. So probably one of the biggest news this past week next to the whole uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman thing is... Jesse Eisenberg has been casted as Superman's arch nemesis Lex Luthor. And Lex Luthor is um is bold guy genius. Like every time I've ever tried to explain Lex Luthor, I've always said that he's like the evil version of Tony Stark. He's the evil Iron Man. On top of that, that he's He's a billionaire, and he's a playboy, and he is—he has his own like weapon. He has his—he has—he uh, builds—he has his own like—he builds weapons too, just like Tony Stark did when he started. Except this guy is evil, and he's always never liked Superman. I guess because he never liked the fact that there was somebody as powerful as Superman out there, and he—and he was the only person that could be a hero because he had superpowers and stuff like that. He's always been a really bad, bad superhero. But he's been like, he's never been like the type of your stereotypical villain, you know. He's so not like you your feel... jokers. He's not like those people. He's he's a he's a genius, you know. Well, Daisy Eisenberg isn't your typical young actor. He has certain characteristics in his ways uh, that you know that point him aside to any other like young dude. So, do you feel that this is the right cast, I mean, because this is totally unexpected. We've been talking about Lex Luthor for like the past month and a half. And yeah, and the names are being thrown around with Joaquin Phoenix yeah. and Denzel Washington and all that. Yeah. I mean. yeah, yeah, this was totally, like, this is this profile is completely different from all of those that this, we've mentioned. This is, like, just, this is just like, um, this is just Brian, uh, I just forgot his name, Zack Snyder, there we go. It's just the director, Zack Snyder. He just wants to piss everyone off who's a fan of anything DC or superheroes. They just want to piss them off. First, he started with uh, getting Ben Affleck as Batman, and then now he has Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, who I don't think is the best choice, and a lot of people don't really agree, as don't agree that she's also the best choice, but I don't know. And then now Jesse Eisenberg, are like, are you kidding me? I don't know, but everyone had the same reaction when Heath Ledger was casted as a Joker, and look what happened there. So I guess we'll we'll see. You know, I'll, I I'll, I'm, I'm reserving judgment. I mean, after hearing this news, I'm not doubting um, his Jesse Eisenberg being able to do this because I feel that yeah, Jesse Eisenberg you know, can definitely can definitely pull it off. But is he the right choice for Lex Luthor? That's a problem. Like so many actors can pull it off. Like uh, I bet, I bet. Let me see. Let me think of some obscure. Hmm. I'm trying to think. 
I bet like uh, David Tennant could pull it off, but he's not the right actor. You know, David Tennant. Remember, uh, he was Barty Crouch in The Goblet of Fire. Oh, uh, he can pull not... he can pull it off, but yeah. would he be the right choice? So no, many actors no, no. can do it, but they're not the right choice. So I don't know why yeah. choosing Jesse Eisenberg would be the right choice. I mean, he has the thing that he would he would have what Lex Luthor has. Lex Luthor is a genius who is also the he's like I said evil version of Tony Stark. Tony Stark, what is he? Egotistical genius. Lex Luthor, more along the line, more or less along the lines of what he is, but he has this sort of thing about him that every time he comes into a room, everyone likes him. You know? As soon as he comes in a room, it's like, oh yeah, it's Lex Luthor. Everyone, look at him. He's supposed to be a savior. You mean He's like the, the best, like the coolest guy ever, you know? And I don't see that in Jesse Eisenberg. Well, and I don't know well, if they're going to make him we, go bald or anything. I wonder well, I, the, the reason why I think that he can pull it off and perhaps he has something else that he can put into his character is, first of all, like like you said, you mentioned Tony Stark being very similar to this guy. Like, every role that Jesse Eisenberg has done, he's a total sarcastic kid. He's a serious yeah, kid. Yeah, that's all he is. You know, he's, like he's, he, either, he's either extremely sarcastic or he's just a twitchy teenager. And no, but he's smart. Like he 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 can pull across the smart car. Like he can. I don't know. He can. He, I think he can do the evil genius thing. The thing I mean, is, I don't know if he can it. do the he lovable. He sort of did it he when can't. you, like he sort mm-hmm. of did it when you saw him in Social Network or in uh, the other movie, Now You See Me, where it was more yeah. along, along the lines of the same character. Where like they're, where they're yeah. like, but but the difference with these with those characters is that Lex Luthor is not like that. I mean, he's he has that genius sarcastic thing to him, but. He's also very charismatic and a very sophisticated yeah, I, I, type I of character. And, and the characters he's played before have always been just, like, for lack of a better word, assholes. Yeah, pretty much. And even 30 seconds, else. what is it, 30 minutes or less, so like, he's a pizza guy. Like, all these movies, they, yeah. they, they project something about Jesse, and maybe he's like this in real life because, you know, he's just one of those people that I, that probably like, like Kristen Stewart, that she acts the same way in every movie. And I, I'm starting to think that she's just that dry in real life. I don't know. But um, definitely what you said, I don't think Jesse has the charisma. He doesn't project charisma through his face, not even on the red carpet, not in a movie, not in a war show. Or anything. He just seems I mean, like a but he's an actor. Hood. I mean, yeah. he's, an, he's an actor. I mean, he can do that, but it's just that when you see... The problem with that is when you look at a person, like the way they are, like just look at their face. In their face, do you see somebody who can pull that off? Like... Just getting somebody because they're an actor, because their acting skill is not always the right thing when you have uh, when you're when you're casting movies. It's always how do you look? Do you look the part? And he doesn't look the part. That's that's just my problem there. And a lot of people like a lot of people again. They said this about Heath Ledger. He doesn't look the part. He doesn't look like the right person to do it. And look what he did there. So yeah, but hair and makeup problem, and everything. Yeah, I think that exactly. Like, but still, people mm-hmm. were saying that he doesn't look the right part. Probably because I don't know. Maybe he wasn't skinny and bony like uh, like the Joker actually is. And in this, okay. and in the Dark Knight, he was a he was a bit filled like a grown average man. And it's not like what you would see your usual Joker. Your usual Joker is a skinny guy in this very skinny suit, who's all bony and all freaking kooky. But this is not what you would expect. So I don't know. Maybe getting a really a really uh, a kid who looks like a teenager to play Lex Luthor might be better than getting somebody like like Brian Cranston or Denzel Washington, you know? 
over of Joaquin Phoenix. You're putting, yeah. you're like, I, I feel, I don't know who did the casting. I don't know what, I, we still don't know what idea. We don't even know what the script looked like for them to, but they totally, they totally like brought two different, like Denzel Washington and Joaquin Phoenix, they're great actors, but both of them dedicate themselves to different kind of roles. But at the end of the day, I mean, these are like A-list actors, but now Jesse Eisenberg, he's like, he's still kind of at the end of the line compared to those two. So they've really pulled in all sorts of different looking people and with different backgrounds. I, I don't I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it would look, it would be interesting because Lex Luthor is actually a really, really difficult villain for Superman to always beat. So I guess it'll be an interesting di- dynamic to see somebody as big and strong as Superman going against this sort of skinny kid and that skinny kid winning more like a few times, you know? That'd be interesting to see. So, I don't know. We'll see. But anyways, there's one more bit of news for the Batman versus Superman casting. And is it Alfred? Alfred Pennyworth, um, the butler, uh, what's it called? Bruce Wayne's butler has been casted. And it's Jeremy Irons. He's a great actor. I think he'll be he'll do fine. I guess he'll play a much younger um, Alfred, though. Much younger than so, Michael Caine. So, so the full cast is already is already picked out for this for this film, pretty much. Well, I guess what you would say for like the big major characters, yeah. You know, you have you have already your uh, your Wonder Woman. You have Amy Adams who's already there, and you already have your villain, which is Lex Luthor. And I don't know what else. Or maybe there might be some more surprise castings. We'll see. Yeah, the Jeremy Irons one is probably like the the least surprising casting news that's come out of this of this movie yet. I'm like, he's a really good actor. He's decent. He'll do a fine um, Alfred. And since they're trying to get everyone really young for some reason, he's going to be uh, much younger than the other out Al- than the Alex Alfred we've already seen. Well, I feel one like more thing, wanna... usually. Uh huh. No, go ahead. I feel like maybe the reason why they're choosing all these young people is because there's going to be more than one part, and they can't be using old people to then keep going with the Yeah, sure. Of... Just, that's what I was going to say. Like, about Jesse mm-hmm. Eisenberg, um, they didn't want to get an old actor. They wanted some somebody who's mm-hmm. more his age, who's more uh, uh, Superman's age. So they chose somebody, mm-hmm. I guess, like Jesse Eisenberg, who's probably around the same age or younger. And the thing is, it makes us even... Uh, a bit more interesting is that you know they they usually they become their best friends they become friends Clark Kent and uh, Lex Luthor are friends before they become villains so that's going to be interesting and see how that plays out if they're going to go with that route or it's just immediately going to be like um, when he meets them probably at the Daily Planet or something where he's going to be working at it's going to be like all snarky and he's going to be like insulting him or something I don't know we'll see or maybe Lex Luthor is not going to be, again, his the usual Jesse Eisenberg characters, you know? You never know. When is this? This is still yeah. in, in the casting process, so there's still yeah, no idea pre- of when this is. This is like pre-production still. Yeah, yeah like so pre- pre-production really because we don't even know it's when. Been, it's been, yeah, it's been delayed already to like May 6, 2016, so. Wow. It was supposed to come out 2015, but anyways... Let's uh, move on to a bit more news. So, um, Channing Tatum, okay, he's he's on board to play Gambit in a solo movie for Gambit. 
Gambit is a superhero from a mutant from uh, pretty much like just the X Men. He has like this weird ability to shoot cards that hurt people, and he has like weird cosmic type powers or purplish. I don't even really know what his power really is, but they're p- pretty cool powers, and he's a pretty cool um, uh, character. He's a thief from New Orleans, and uh, yeah, that's that's what he's a mutant and stuff, and he just steals, and he's like kind of like a hobo and everything. It's pretty cool, but. Channing Tatum wants to play him, and the producer has already said that you know Channing Tatum is on board for everything. So really, the only person they need a they need a uh, you know what's it called uh, convinced now is the studio, which is Fox, like always. They got to convince studio the studio to do this movie. And Channing Tatum is going to be playing this role. Yeah. The role you just mentioned. Do yeah. you feel okay? Since we're we're prof- we've been profiling actors today, um, is this a serious role? Is this a comedic role? Like, what, what role is this? Do you, do you have an idea of what it's supposed to be like? Yeah, I don't think it really matters. I mean, we saw Gambit in um, what's it called, X Men Origins Wolverine, and the guy that they, they had chose Taylor Kish, Kish, and he was already a good choice for um, Gambit. And on top of that, he was pretty badass when he was on there, and he wasn't near, he wasn't in the movie nearly as much as he should have been. But yeah, um, I think it's a fine choice. I mean, they don't really have a character in mind. Um, I think as long as they just write him, and write him correctly, and and do a great movie for him, I think it'll be fine. It's not it's not like anything that you need a specific actor or something or a role like that, you know. So I think he's just fine. I mean, I'm not okay. a big fan of like any of these, of, like Gambit or anything. I really don't care for Gambit, but a lot of people do. And I mean, he's a decent, decent uh, character. Really, pretty badass. So I guess, yeah, why not? Okay. Well, since I have no idea who Gambit was, I just went online and kind of searched the image of this character, and um, I don't know. I feel like this person has to has to have some sort of superhero charm to him, and I, we'll see. You know, at the oh, end of the day, they're actors. I've never seen him to play. I never seen him to be a guy, an actor who should play a superhero, but no, I don't think so either. Because um, from the movies that I've seen from Channing Tatum, like like the, the Twenty One Jump Street stuff, um, I never felt like he was a great comedian. But hey, he went for it, and he was the the jockish. Douche he did it. He did it. Yeah, he wasn't he played smart an idiot enough. And he did it fine. Yeah, an idiot. He wasn't smart enough, and and he did perfect because he's he's whatever and his emotions, his sort of charisma that comes by works for that. I didn't see Magic Mike. I don't know how that how that all went. Um, I seen uh, so his other movies, Dear John, that kind of stuff. Um, like his emotional range. I don't. I don't. I don't know about his emotional range. So that maybe doesn't have to come him. up. We had him. We seen him do anything that's yeah. probably. Challenging. I mean, the most so you could talk about is probably this movie that came out. Um, oh God, what was it called? Side effects. It's called side effects. It was like a crazy thriller that he was in it as well, and it was a drama. So I, uh, I haven't, I never got around to seeing it, but I should probably, I probably should. But that was a movie that was probably not his usual type that he would go, mm-hmm. that he would do. So you know, you have that. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. There's, I mean, I guess Hollywood is just on the verge of like. 
superhero era, and they're trying to choose all these actors that have never played superheroes in their life. Because instead of maybe if they were smart enough and really like went out to look for people that really you know fit, fit these kind of characters, I guess they want to bring people that everybody already knows. But whatever. Yeah. So yeah, um, uh, now there's some Pitch Perfect two news. Um, I heard they about have, that. They yeah. Have a, yeah, they have planned to uh, get the sequel out by um, sometime in 2015. And the script is being written by the same guy who wrote the first one, Kay Cannon. That's a hilarious name, Kay Cannon. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, um, now this the director has just been announced, and it's pretty surprising, too. I didn't even know it's she would do this or she even would do something like this. But she produced and starred in the first film, and it's Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks is also known for a role like Effie Trinket from The Hunger Games, the girl, the late, the lady with all the colorful hair and the crazy makeup and all that stuff. She's directing mm-hmm. Pitch Perfect too. Elizabeth Banks, which I really like her. I really do like her. Like literally anything she does, I like her in it. So she's a good she comedian. A she was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has great comedic timing. But I mean, yeah. she's she's gonna like do that. So I'm like, okay, awesome. I'm I'm excited for that. I'm not surprised. So, um, I mean, who's going to be, who, who, like, is it going to be the same cast, Anna Kendrick, all of that well, stuff? Well, or? Anna Kendrick and, uh, oh, God, what's her other name? The Australian chick. I keep forgetting her name. The blonde Australian chick. Anna Kendrick is mm-hmm. coming back, but I forgot who the other one is. Forget okay. her name every single time. Well, she's coming back. Oh, the fat girl, Amy. <laughs> Amy, yeah. But I forget yeah. her real name, like her act. I, yeah, I, yeah, forget, yeah. I forget it every single time. But anyway, she's they're they're most likely both coming back. But yeah, Elizabeth Banks is directing it, so that's interesting, and it's gonna be her directorial debut. And she's apparently oh, wow. already directed like a couple of short films, so we'll see where we'll see how good she is when she comes to this movie. So yeah, and now a final bit of news, and probably like the news that her name is look, her name is uh, Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. There we go. I got it. Thank That's you. a crazy first name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So probably like this last bit of news that's probably pissed me off the most is, um, what's it called? Uh, Ninja Turtles. Not Teenage mm. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Uh, the poster has been, you know, sort of like leaked or, or just shown. Um, okay. Well, it has, it, it shows all four characters, all four turtles. And if you look it up really quick, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's really terrible. For real? Like, I hate it. The turtles look like creepy monsters. Like, they're supposed to be something kids are going to be like, oh, this is cool. No, they look like weird monster-type things. They're not They're not as so cool what is as this? the other ones. Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles, what, like 2014? I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, I see, what, I see what you're saying. It's really ugly. They look terrible. Yeah, they don't even look like turtles. They look like no, they lizards. they look like monsters. Yeah, they look yeah, like, like rep- reptiles. They don't look like reptiles. They look like freaking reptiles. That's what they are. Like lizards or something. Yeah, they look like, like dinosaurs. Mm. I guess they're trying to make the texture so much more real that they're not. Yeah, but that's really dumb. You know? They could have still gone for a more uh, a more original turtle look. They're they're already pissing off everyone with this movie. So, ugh. 
Why can't they leave our childhood alone? Um, yeah. Yeah, like, me too. I feel that um, they're rebooting all these things way too soon, like, really. Like, the old Ninja Turtles still look perfectly fine to me. Their suits look perfect. Like, I don't see why they have to redo yeah, it. Yet. They're, like, they're, like, wait the till, like, then, 2025 or something to do these things, like, you know. Yeah, and then in 2008, there was, that, there was that animated Ninja Turtles movie, the TM, TMNT, and it was, like, uh-huh. for me, it was, like, awesome. I saw it, and I was like, this is awesome. That was, like, the greatest thing ever. Wait, not 2008. I think it was 2006, 2007, around there. Megan Fox was part of the cast. Who? Megan Fox. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, like, last year's news. Everybody's like, oh, Megan Fox is back. Uh, she shouldn't play April O'Neil. She doesn't... Do, she can't play April O'Neil. She's, like, the wrong actress to play that role. April's, like, a redhead, and she's all nice and... You see it in her face, and she's, like, all nice. Megan Fox. Yeah, Megan Fox has a bitch face. No. <laughs> yeah, she has the... Oh, and Will Will Arnett is is, is going to yeah. be in it, too. I like that guy. He's funny. Yeah, it's really cool. But, no, like, wrong, wrong actress. You could have chosen somebody. Could have they chosen a redhead? You know who would have played, so played a good one? You know who would have played a good one? And they just would have died, gave her, like, uh, red hair? Jennifer Anna Lawrence. Kendrick would- Oh, Jennifer Lawrence, why she has to be somewhat comedic? No, it's just she would play a good April O'Neil. That I think about I think it. Kendrick could play yeah. Red or, or something. She would do a good April O'Neil. This girl, yeah, like, even, just, yeah, Anna Kendrick or Anna like, Kendrick. She's a natural. Amy Adams like, would do even better. Yeah, yeah, but Amy Adams is older. You can tell already. She's she's older. She could still do it even better. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Looks terrible either way. Well, we got to wrap up now. <laughs> oh, so, um, oh, wait, you just went to a series screening not too long ago. Uh, tell us about that film and when you you will be have your review. Yes, I went to go see uh, that awkward moment, starring uh, Zac Efron, Miles Teller, and Michael B. Jordan, and it was a decent movie. Just to tell you that, and the best part of it, if you guys go see it, is Miles Teller, like literally. He's like the best thing in the past like few years has been Miles Teller. Like one of his like best rising uh, stars. So definitely go see it. How did you feel Zach Efron's performance was? Like I haven't seen him in a minute in the big screen. Romantic comedy and it was a comedy and he did decent, you know? Yeah. For comedy he did decent. I've never seen him do comedy really. Yeah, he was uh, it was pretty funny. It was a good funny movie, you know? It was entertaining. Nothing big, just entertaining, right? Yeah. I mean, One that's what, really what you got for most of <laughs> Yeah. Nothing else yeah, you can so. get from them. <laughs> no nominations there. All right, bro. Well, so <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Tell people where they can find you and keep up with you. All right. So you guys can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram as well, at the Real Robert A H. And check out my column at the Sasha Marina Show under topics. That's the movie. Yep, yep, yep. So keep up with him. Also, any new reviews that may be coming out, not only does he post it on his um, uh, page, his column on the SashaMarinaShow.com, but also on our YouTube cha- channel, the Sasha Marina Show YouTube channel. That easy. Yep. You not can also just... search up That's the Movie, too, and it can also come out through there. Definitely. And on Facebook, his own page. And, um... I mean, it's really not hard to find this, guys. If, if if you like what Robert does for you every week and 
the news. You don't have to search it up. You can just listen to him, and, and we talk, and we have our own opinions on everything. Not that it matters, but hey. <laughs> so thank you so much, guys, for tuning in, and thank you, bro. Uh, tune in next week for that movie. All right. Bye. Bye. At Planet Fitness, you can get down with your judgment-free self. Join for only $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. Now through January 15th, Planet Fitness has cardio, weights, and locker rooms that sparkle like a glass of New Year's champagne. Only $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. Now through January 15th, join in-club or online at PlanetFitness.com. Planet Fitness, the judgment-free zone. Offer expires January 15th. Stop by any of our 15 area locations. Annual membership fee applies. Participating locations only. See club for details. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.